0: You're listening to the John DiPietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. The big debate. You know, I think it's interesting, depending on who you talk to of who they thought did well. So, but a couple of highlights that come out, um, I do want to play some of the highlights from it. One of the things is just the fact that I thought Nikki Haley did very well. Uh, in the boston globe they have a write-up they thought mike pence got an a plus i didn't see that but apparently you know he's really going for iowa so some people thought pence was strong Uh, they also the boston globe thinks that chris christie did well i didn't i didn't think he did that great but um obviously one of the stars of the night without question whether people liked him or not was vivek Ranswamy, and he I was listening to some discussions afterwards, and they actually made a point like he was a proxy for President Trump. President Trump was missed by the debate. I think he will be on stage for the next one. But there's even they're playing out that Vivek rhymes with Cape Van Swa- Swami might might actually that could become the ticket of him and President Trump. So but I want to go through some of the highlights. I thought Nikki Haley helped herself. Asia Hutchinson, nothing. The guy from South Dakota, nothing. Tim Scott whiffed um DeSantis again depends on who you talk to I I thought he did okay um a lot of pressure on him Vivek was very very impressive he was you know some people would that have met him were telling me watch how well he's going to do in the debate and they were right so I want to play some of the sound of the debate and uh and a lot of it's going to include Vivek Wanswami Republicans, I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for. So I can say this. The climate change agenda is a hoax. The climate change agenda is a hoax. And we have to declare independence for it. And the reality is the anti-carbon agenda is the wet blanket on our economy. And so the reality is more people are dying of bad climate change policies than they are of actual climate change. Now, that is I'm telling you right now, that is not going to play well. With young people and there were some polls being done or actually focus groups and it doesn't play well with women so he certainly had that opinion to himself and then there was this back and forth with him and uh nikki haley
1: wait, you want nikki. To go and israel yes. you want to okay, get let me address that i'm glad you brought that up i'm going to address each of those right now
2: So you America is,
1: less safe. You have no me, foreign policy experience, and it shows. And you know what? The, it the shows.
0: You know, she um, no that was a big. I thought it was a big night for Nikki Haley. I think she gets some bounce out of it. I did watch it. uh The Fox moderators at times seem to have trouble trying to maintain control of the debate. Without question, but by and large um i think we're farther along i th- i thought chris christie was just really flat i didn't think pence was that great but apparently again iowa is where he's planning on doing well and some people thought he showed fire good temperament i just find his style a little slow i i thought governor DeSantis. I thought he had a good night, and I thought Nikki Haley had a good night. Vivek Swamy, um, he certainly has. Uh, you know, he he is rising in the polls, and he I I I'll be curious to see how well he does when he's on the same stage with President Trump. So I think that's I think it's interesting they were basically calling him almost like a proxy for President Trump, and that the the you know the MAGA crowd, so to speak, that they were all you know really on board with him. Let me play. This is a piece on the uh, first Republican debate.
2: Political newcomer, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy became a top target. Overnight, a heated and combative Republican debate. Eight candidates facing off for the first time and not holding back.
3: I'm the only person on the stage who isn't bought and paid for. Going back and forth and being childish is not helpful to the American people to decide on the next leader of our country.
1: This is exactly why Margaret Thatcher said, if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman.
2: But the candidate drawing the most attention and criticism, Vivek Ramaswamy, the 38 year old entrepreneur and fierce defender of Trump, recently seeing a rise in the polls. I'm not sure I exactly understood Mike Pence's comment, but I'll let you all parse that out. For me, it's pretty simple. That's something
0: a U.S. president can do with focus, and I'll deliver on well, it. Let me explain well, it to you. Let me explain it to you,
3: that, if I can. I'll go slower this time. We don't need to bring in a rookie. We don't need to bring in people without experience.
2: It was Ramaswamy's first debate.
1: You have no but foreign it, policy experience, and it shows. And you know what? The, the policy experience that you all have.
2: The businessman tried to address his lack of political experience early on.
0: Who the heck is this skinny guy with a funny last name, and what the heck is he doing in the middle of this
2: debate stage? I'll tell you, I'm not a politician. That line later called down by former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie.
4: I've had enough already tonight of a guy who sounds like ChatGPT standing up here. And the last person in one of these debates, Brett, who stood in the middle of the stage and said... What's a skinny guy with an odd last name doing up here was Barack Obama.
2: But the candidate who earned the center spot on the stage, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, did not stand out from the rest of the pack.
1: Our country is in decline. This decline is not inevitable. It's a choice. We need to send Joe
3: Biden back to his basement.
2: The sparring on stage ranged from foreign policy to clashing over abortion restrictions.
3: But just to be clear, Governor, would you sign a six-week ban federally? I'm going to stand on the side of life. I am on the record and I stand behind that we should not have a federal abortion ban.
1: We need to stop demonizing
2: this issue. But there was some consensus. Nearly every single candidate agreed former Vice President Mike Pence did the right thing on January 6. DeSantis ready to move on.
0: I kept my oath to the Constitution that day. There's no we, more important duty. So, many so many answer the question.
1: Thing. I've, I've answered this before. So yes. no, I, are we, he, Mike, Mike did his duty. I got no beef with him. But here's the thing. Is this <laughs> what we're going to be focusing
2: on I'm relieved. going forward? The no. rehashing of this? About an hour into the debate, the focus turned to the candidate who was not on the stage. The frontrunner, former President Donald Trump, now facing four indictments and 91 charges.
3: Would you still support him as your party's choice? Please raise your hand if you would.
2: Almost all of the candidates eventually raising their hands.
4: Whether or not you believe that the criminal charges are right or wrong, the conduct is beneath the office of President of the United States. This is the great thing about this country. Booing is allowed, but it doesn't change the truth. It doesn't change the truth.
2: Christie was booed multiple times for going after the former president. Trump skipping this debate entirely, releasing a pre-recorded interview instead. As his rivals look to get back out on the campaign trail today, Trump will expect it to surrender to authorities in Georgia.
0: I thought, I, I thought Christy was flat. I thought he was flat. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Pop in and see them, whether it's for lunch, nice weather, you can sit outside on the deck, or maybe sit in the dining room delicious food then they also have a great full bar large dining area and you're going to love the lounge the lodge pub and eatery people rave about their delicious consistent great food and also the great staff i'll see you at the lodge pub and eatery 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln folks you're listening to the john depito show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 it's am 13 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website depito.com time for our legal segment joining us right now one of rhode island's top attorneys he's our legal expert attorney tim dot and tim um, the news in georgia has been dominating uh over the past well quite some time since the indictments came down but we're seeing various individuals rudy giuliani mugshot uh bonds posted all the various different individuals and then the big one now president trump expected to be in the courtroom i believe it's going to be televised if you could just give a preview and explain a little bit of exactly what's happening with these individuals when they're going into georgia
3: well every every jurisdiction is different john in terms of how um, individuals are processed at their arraignment Um, you know, when President Trump went to New York, he was brought in through a back door. He was very quietly, you know, the media knew he was there, but there was no cameras. There were no cameras. Uh, there was no mugshot. Um, he was in and out. Um, it appears that Georgia and the powers that be are looking to make more of a spectacle uh, about, uh, Donald Trump's appearance as well as the other defendants. Um, I'm not sure it will be the case, but the judge seemed to indicate that cameras would be allowed in the courtroom, which is unusual. And um, The the authorities have insisted that Donald Trump will, in addition to having his fingerprints taken, have a mugshot. Now, that's protocol, and they're saying we're not going to break protocol because he's a former president president. Um, As we've said before, it will gleefully run that mugshot from now until November of 2024 um, with all the negative inferences that that will hold. Um, I think it's very interesting in a world where woke prosecutors are going for no-cash bail situations, everyone is released on their own personal recognizance, that Donald Trump who's not going anywhere, who couldn't hide in anywhere in the world if he wanted to, um, is being um, required to post a uh, bond in the sum of $200,000 to ensure his appearance in court. Now, he only has to put up 10%. He can do that like breaking sticks, but the, the messaging is loud and clear. He is being treated differently than the average defendant, who would not have to put up bail probably of any sort, let alone $200,000. Um, is it disparate treatment? Some might say yes, some might say no, this is just standard operating procedure. Bail and the posting of cash bail is to ensure that you're gonna return to court and you're not gonna skip bail and you're not gonna leave the jurisdiction. Now, clearly, Trump is going to be all over the country, potentially all over the world as he pursues the presidency again. Um, So he's not like the average garden variety defendant. Um, That's one. Uh, Two is some of the defendants uh, led by Mark Meadows are trying to have their cases removed to federal court Right. Because if their conduct, Meadows was chief of staff. He was not a campaign official. He was chief of staff. He was providing advice to the president. So in that regard, if any of the charges are warranted, they should be in the federal court, not in a state court. There's a jurisdictional issue. The problem for the Meadows team is they have asked a federal court judge to enjoin, to stop the state court process against Mark Meadows from commencing. They have asked a federal court judge to prevent the state court from having Mark Meadows required to come in for his arraignment, to be photographed, to be uh, printed, and for bail to be set. The federal court judge said, I don't have the authority to stop a state prosecution unless and until the federal court decides it will take this case. The state court is free to do anything it wants. So the case against Meadows in the state court is to commence and it could be derailed if and when a federal court judge decides that the appropriate um, jurisdiction for the case to be prosecuted is in federal court. Then the state courts would be essentially removed to the federal court. But that hasn't happened yet. So Meadows, along with a couple of the other defendants, will have to do the perp walk. They'll have to have their uh, mugshots taken, printed, bail set. They'll have to go through the process. Um, What about
0: the wait, Tim Dodd? They're going to weigh the president.
3: Well, I've never heard of, and again, I'm not familiar with Georgia law, but I've I've never heard of a of a defendant having to be weighed i guess that that?
0: that's not a rhode island thing
3: no not at all so is it being done as a matter of course is it being i mean and i'm sure they're going to be crowing about how overweight the president and he doesn't look like he's really in you know tip-top shape um will that be another source of potential embarrassment none of this information will be sealed all be spun in the most negative way possible in the media um
0: but is that done you know no along the lines of then a defendant let's just yeah, they do it for everybody so is that in case someone's on the
3: run they know the person weighs 200 pounds to again 250? i I don't, I don't know that that's done okay. in rhode island i do know that you know when you're arranged they will make note if you have you know identifying right. tattoos. Sure. They will identify your your hair color, your eye color, your height. I'm not sure they put people on a scale. I must say, I'm not aware that that occurs. And I'm certainly not aware what happens in Georgia. But, you know, tattoos, you know, missing limbs, things like that are noted. Uh, But obviously, the point here will be, you know, for ultimate maximum embarrassment for Donald Trump because he's not really a very trim guy. Right.
0: And, and Tim Dodd, just uh, to also ABC News broke that apparently Mark Meadows, former chief of staff, who is trying to get his whole thing uh, kicked into just to stay in federal court instead of the fact of the state court. But but he apparently, according to ABC reporting, uh, told investigators that he he could not recall the president ever declassifying any documents um, now. You know, Mark Meadows, that he was the chief of staff, he'd always be with him. Just, you know, curious your thought on that, that seems like it it could be an important piece of information in the document case.
3: It could be a very important piece of information in the document case. I mean, the question is um, under the presidential, what affirmative steps must be taken by the president to declassify documents i mean donald trump's position is almost like if he thinks it in his head yeah. it's a completed act and i don't think that's a argument that's going to pass muster that if he thinks it it becomes so there's got to be some reporting to somebody there's got to be some identification of what it is that he's intending to um, declassify under the act so you know Donald Trump has many, many um, co-defendants in these various cases um, who could um, intentionally or unintentionally provide information damaging to the Trump defense. And especially in Georgia, you've got 18 other defendants who could potentially uh, flip and provide information also damaging to the Trump defense. So. You know, he's in treacherous waters here. Um, You know, if you were going to rank the cases in terms of um, danger for a conviction that would stand, I think that Mar-a-Lago is still the um, most precarious case um, for the president on the law. I think Georgia is next, but you've got the political uh, components of a politically elected judge in a very Democrat um, jurisdiction. Same is true, not the the elective of, of the prosecutor, but I think the D.C. case is very weak, but there's a strong potential that he could get a conviction just by the nature of the jury pool, and I think that the New York case is... The weakest. The weakest, yeah. for sure, for sure the weakest.
0: Folks, quick break. Much more ahead, our legal Analyst. Attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro show. At Med Urgent Care, walk-in urgent care center. All your medical needs. They're open seven days a week. Doctors and nurses. Two locations: fifteen twenty-four Atwood Avenue in Johnson. That's right in the Atwood Medical Center. Fifty-seven fifty Post Road East Greenwich, right across from Felicia's. Again, they're open seven days a week comprehensive outpatient urgent care facility there's two locations one near you johnson right in the atwood medical center and also 5750 post road east greenwich that's right across from felicia's when you need and i need urgent care you want at med urgent care again two locations 1524 atwood avenue and johnson in the atwood medical center and 5750 post road east greenwich seven days a week doctors and nurses at med urgent care we're speaking with our legal analyst it's attorney tim dot tim i want to just touch on that it's a north kingstown situation again that seemingly uh, there was an incident but it seems to stem from this shoreline access that rhode island passed and it, it's still i i think the law needs to be clarified but this is an example where you have it's north kingstown beach and uh, the way Rhode Island law has been changed, my understanding is now it's ten feet above the high tide line. Where before you you could walk along the beach, but you'd just be at the high tide. But what this individual does is, so you have some people that live along the water, and as the beach kind of curves around, it, it becomes very very narrow from where you know the the the, the house the property is to to the water. And you have an entire open beach. So this guy goes and he plops down right in front of this guy's house. Uh, the way it was described to me was like a football field where you have the entire field and he plops down to the end zone right where this guy lives. So the guy comes out. And he's like, hey, this is private property. He has signs up. There's an altercation. No one is obviously condoning any type of thing through their umbrella in the water and so forth. But if, if you could just touch on this still seems to be very vague, Tim Dodd, with this whole business where you almost seem seems to me my my opinion that some people are almost instigating as soon as they see the sign private property that's where they decide well this is where we're going to sit and plop down because this guy thinks that he's he, he owns part of the beach
3: yes it's 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 part of the culture war it's part of the class war it's you know let's l- look at these um people who have um oceanfront property let's and plop down right in front of their house i mean i think that the law as was recently passed um our supreme court ultimately has to look at this situation yeah um you're right 10 feet up from the high tide mark can really put somebody who's wants to sit on the beach literally in somebody's backyard almost on somebody's patio we're losing shoreline you know if you look any of the beaches that we're familiar with, there's a lot less beach now than there was 30 years ago even. So, you know, the 10 feet above the high tide mark 50 years ago is not the same thing as it is today. Um, there's many times not a lot of space between the high tide mark and a person's patio uh, or, or other structures further the the guy that decided to bring his family to this particular spot and it seems to me i'm just speculating that it wasn't happenstance he knew what he was doing yeah he brought he brought a um a boat of some sort or a canoe some sort of uh, what wind surfing board something he brought with him so what else can you do can you all right so you got your umbrella you got your beach chairs you bring some sort of watercraft Um, can you put a tent up and leave it overnight? Can you set up camp there for the summer and say I'm going to put my tent here and you can't do anything about it? Um, It sets up a situation where these sort of emotional totally inappropriate but emotional scenarios um, can easily get out of hand. I mean folks who have the ability and the luxury of living in close proximity to the ocean, and they've enjoyed that status time immemorial, now suddenly they've got people who they see as trespassers um, coming onto their property. This is, this is the toxic mix that our General Assembly has created. Uh, I think they put this law into place, which in my view uh, is unconstitutional, in, in my view only, I think it contravenes our Rhode Island Constitution. The, the Rhode Island Constitution and this new statute are mutually inconsistent. Um, I think this homeowner who got himself arrested for disorderly conduct and breaking the guy's umbrella should um, use his head and join the uh, group of um, uh, landowners and homeowners who are sure. banded together. To, to bring suit to, to try to do something about this law, because if it doesn't go away, there's going to be more and more problems like this. And yeah. you're going to have people who are going to say, I want to make a test case. I'm going to go plop down in front of this yeah. house. And I'm going to go yep. plop down in front of this house. And, you know, 10 feet from the high tide mark. Okay. I want to go to the Dunes Club and in yeah. front of all the private folks who paid big money to be part of the dunes club you know i'm gonna take my old canvas tent and i'm gonna put it right in front of where all these people sit and when they tell me to leave i'm gonna thumb my nose at them yeah it it's it's just an untenable situation and it's not that the the folks who can afford the what they are enjoying um shouldn't get to still enjoy those benefits, it's whether or not property rights are being interfered with. Let's take the guy in North Kingston. Now, he bought a piece of property. It has a deed description. It yeah. describes, when you when you have a waterfront or oceanfront property, your deed description is specific because you can't, you know, the, the tides come in and out. What the General Assembly has done is essentially created a taking or at least an illegal easement over his property that's not in his deed that was never contemplated, and it's essentially a taking of his property, which is crazy. It, it yeah. can't stand the, the law that was passed, has to be modified. It can't stand the way it is.
0: I know that, uh, before we move on, on uh, Bonnet Shores, where I was you know, grew up and was a member for many many years, but when it's high tide you know, the beach kind of shrinks and they've had problems with people that that they seem to almost enjoy. It's not we're going to walk along the shore. They're now plopping down saying, oh, no, we have the right to be here because it used to be if you were a local. You were either way down to the left or way down to the right. They even have an entrance. It's called Kelly's Beach, and it's mm-hmm. for all the local people that live in and around Bonnet. But the problem is now there almost seem to be people that are purposely there and in, in their they're doing this to almost to aggravate many of the members of the beach
3: club. Yeah, they want to poke it's, yeah. they want to poke people in the eye. It's yeah. it's it's a class warfare situation. It it's is. like, oh really? You you're you're going to be a private member of this private club. Yeah. Well, I'm going to stick it to you and I'm going to yeah. come sit here. And the law provides for that. Yeah. Does doesn't, I can't say it's written in the statute, but the statute as written had to Expect that this would start happening all over the state, and yep. it's just—it's not a healthy um, situation for the good of society. It's, right. I just don't see that there's anything helpful about what the General Assembly has done here.
0: No, they seem to be trying to antagonize people. Tim Dodd. Also, we had talked about—I don't want to believe it—but um, Attorney Peter Leach, who's uh, run into some difficulties, and he's—he is cooperating. They did release more information. Uh, it goes a little more in depth. I'm just curious on base, what we're seeing right now. Now he's not going to be sentenced until I, I think it's a January 4th, but I'm just curious, any thoughts on the more details that, that they have released uh, from the U S attorney in. Th- does this strike you as potentially a jail case, or is it someone that could end up just getting probation or, you know, some kind of home confinement?
3: Well, there, there certainly has been cooperation on Peter Leach's part in agreeing to plead guilty and not putting the government through the uh, expense, the time, et cetera, of actually trying the case. Um, one thing I'm not sure of is as to the individuals who had their money misappropriated by uh, attorney Leach Um, Has there been any restitution at all? Um, I don't know. That would be, in my mind, potentially a mitigating factor. Um, Does he still owe all the monies claimed to the IRS? Um, You know, defrauding the IRS is a significant issue that, you know, many times results in jail because the system wants to send a message to people, you know, if you're going to fool around and defraud the irs and it appears from what we read that it was quite purposeful in the attempts to hide the funds to mischaracterize the funds that funds went into i think other not into his name but in other entities or individuals names um i think it's a jail case and there there was a case a few years back i'm not going to get into the names but there was a individual a lawyer who allegedly um, made misrepresentations to banks in order to get loans and the banks never lost a penny the loans were all paid on time as they became due every month but An investigation showed that there was allegedly fraud in the bank applications at sentencing you know the attorney the attorney attempted to say you know he was struggling trying to make ends meet and the sentencing judge in federal court said you know wait a minute this was all to live a more extravagant lifestyle this is so you could have the big fancy um suvs and have the big fancy house it's yep. not because you were struggling, it's because you wanted to live high. And in that case, the attorney was sentenced to some jail time. It's, it's a matter of fact. So if I look at what happened there, comparing yeah. it to what uh, allegedly happened with this attorney, it would seem to me that this is a jail case. I can't predict how much time, but I think he's going to certainly catch some time to serve. That's yeah, my just... expectation.
0: In the release they put out, Tim Dodd, it, it, it's also what are we to make of that they even say he conducted a Ponzi scheme. That's not even that's not even like embezzlement or that's I mean, that's the way they describe it. I just seems to go into a different territory as different than almost an attorney who misappropriated some funds.
3: Well, yeah, what, what he was doing apparently is he would settled a case for Mr. X and he'd take that money and not give it to X. Yeah. Then it'd settle settle a case for Miss Y. And she wouldn't he wouldn't give the money to Miss Y, but he might use part of the proceeds to pay back X. So he was always I don't want to say always, but it seemed there was a pattern of settling a case for the next person and using part of the proceeds to reimburse the last person who yeah. didn't even know their case had been settled sometime right. before. Wow. That, that doesn't seem to me part, to be a classic Ponzi scheme. There's more to a Ponzi scheme than that. Uh, was, he, was he allegedly kiting clients' money? Sure. Was he taking clients' money for his own purposes? Sure. But a Ponzi scheme has different elements. And I know sure. that was the headline, but yeah. it doesn't seem the factual allegations square with a Ponzi scheme.
0: Okay. Folks, quick break. Much more ahead legal analyst Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. Limitless Outdoors. Why do they call it Limitless Outdoors, R.I.? Well, because it's limitless what they could do for your home, for your property. Call today for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Limitless Outdoors. Remember their slogan, dream build enjoy it starts with a discussion how you'd like to use your outdoor space they can design your outdoor space to fit your aesthetics and lifestyle they specialize in patios walkways steps outdoor kitchens landscape lighting retaining walls lawn installation excavation limitless outdoors they can also update your indoor fireplace call today free consultation free quote 401 580 1852. You can also find them on Facebook and then their website is limitlessoutdoorsri.com. How about an outdoor kitchen? Call them today, Limitless Outdoors, 401 580 1852. We're speaking with our legal expert, it's Attorney Tim dot Tim, we've had this uh ongoing situation over the summer with the signature problem with uh, lieutenant governor matos and her campaign uh forged signatures and i'm just curious what do you make of attorney general Nerona came out and ruled that jamestown violated the state's public laws when they redacted the signatures on her nomination papers it was a win for the media
3: i think i think that the media's request to get all the information from the nomination papers was appropriate. And I think Peter Norona's conclusion was completely accurate. If, if I'm going to sign nomination papers for a candidate, I must have the expectation that that's not a confidential thing I'm doing, that that's a matter of public record, and it's intended to be filed with appropriate governmental officials. So if I don't want my name to be out there or to be associated with signing nomination papers for a particular candidate, I'm not going to sign because I know that I don't want to be associated, let's say with some candidate whose policies I don't agree with. So if I sign nomination papers, I've got an expectation that that's going to be out there in the public realm for all to see if anyone's interested in looking at it. Why Jamestown thought it was appropriate to, um, redact or uh, white out or however you want to call it the names and signatures of others who sign nomination papers whose signatures are not in dispute why they would be trying to hide that information makes no sense i mean maybe there's local people telling the board of canvassers, hey i don't want my name to get out there why don't you like this blacken out my name and my signature but that's not appropriate so yeah. the media got it right. Peter Norona got it right.
0: Uh, some other stories. Tim Dodd, what about this couple, in New Hampshire? They're suing Eataly in Boston. So they're saying that the wife fractured her ankle. She slipped on a piece of uh, prosciutto as she was walking around the store, fell on a slice of it right around, it was October of 2022. Um, how, how much are they uh, liable for the fact that this woman apparently is walking around the place and according to her slips on a piece of pursuit
3: this is like law school 101 i mean we, we all went through these sort of scenarios in law school when is an establishment liable and when are they not and i There's several things that are in play here. This this happens a lot in supermarkets. Let's take it away from Italy for just a moment. But any any business establishment where there's food or or anything, um, what is the maintenance policy? Is there a standard? Do we sweep every half hour? Do we inspect every hour? You know, in supermarkets, you see them sweeping the aisles with these wide brooms um, sporadically. If a business does not have a maintenance policy, and if there's no record of how they do maintain the area open to the public, that can be a problem for the business establishment. There's got to be some protocols for ensuring that the area is safe for customers. So in these types of lawsuits, one of the first pieces of evidence that plaintiff's counsel wants is... Okay, business. What's your protocol for keeping the floor or the aisles cleared? All right. So let's assume there is a protocol. Let's assume they do something every half hour, every hour, whatever the time frame is. The next thing is okay. So this lady allegedly falls on a piece of slips and falls on a piece of prajute. Was that piece of prajute on the floor for two hours or two seconds?
0: Right. Okay.
3: You can't have employees scanning the floor every second to see if the coast is clear yeah when i was in law school the example was okay one person falls in the produce aisle on a dirty brown banana peel yep. the other person slips and falls on a green undisturbed banana one person wins one person loses Well, the one who's going to win is the one who slipped on the dirty brown uh, banana peel, because that would be evidence that it's been on the floor for some time. Sure. It would slip on the the perfectly intact. That might have been there for two minutes. Different example. One person uh, slips and falls on a puddle of water. Well, that's probably been there for a while. Other person slips on a piece of ice. Well... Had a chance to melt yet, and boom, they fall. Is yeah. there enough time for the business establishment to see it and to attend to it and clean it up? So it's always a, a it's a notice issue and a time issue. Was the establishment on notice that there was a problem? And if there was a problem, how long did they have to be on notice of it? So it's not a clear cut win for um, the people suing um, Italy unless all those elements can be established slip and fall cases in the legal world are typically tough cases
0: tim todd this karen reed case we'll probably talk about it at greater length at another time but the um this is the woman the uh, guy in, in canton we've talked about it a little bit john o'keefe and it's a late night party and she's being accused of murder that she backed into him left him in the snow to die and then uh, but but the, the part I wanted to ask you about, she did an interview on Nightline the other night. I thought something that she said was, was pretty interesting, but something that I find is somewhat confusing to people is the defense. And they have a very aggressive defense team, Alan Jackson, who you and I covered when he, he's the one that got um, Kevin Spacey out of the jam on Nantucket, but they've introduced an alternative theory to what they believed happened. And, they their version of events is it's not that she hit him and he died in the snow, is that the, that John O'Keefe, the Boston cop, went into this Albert home and he was jumped and, and beaten to death in the basement. And then the people in the house threw him in the snow uh, a few hours later. And basically she's being framed. The, what, there are people that that they believe that the alternative theory is is facts in the case or evidence in the case. I know we could probably have a longer discussion, but if you could just touch on the difference of facts of the case compared to when the defense is is offering an alternative theory as to what happened.
3: Well, yeah, the defense is, is putting their defense as much as they can in the media, I think, yeah. to influence a potential jury, which is a good strategy. Yeah. Now, they can say that there were scratches on the deceased uh, which looked like he the, he was attacked by the by homeowner's German Shepherd or whatever the yeah. dog was. Okay, you can say that, but you would need some forensic specialist, just like you know when somebody's brought in you know on a slab to the ME's office and the ME has to determine well did this person did they get stabbed with a kitchen knife did they get stabbed with a scissor did they get stabbed with you know a hunting knife. There's things which would indicate, based upon the type of wound, what would have been the weapon or instrumentality. So defense can say, oh, it looks like they get scratched by a dog, but do they have a forensic pathologist who will come into court and say, in my legal opinion, um, to a reasonable degree of medical certainty, these scratches came from an attack by an animal you know you can say these things but it's not evidence so right. at trial can they get that into evidence now it's a very unusual for a defendant to, to go on TV yeah. and talk about the case uh, m- most defense attorneys would like turn turn gray thinking oh my god what's going on my clients on TV this team must have clearly wanted her to go on TV to to again speak to potential jurors without filtering of judges and lawyers and filing objections to questions. She's putting out her story with the best spin that she can and trying to look into the camera and say, there's no way I killed this guy. Now, that's going to be an issue when it comes to picking a jury. Uh, Members of the, you know, ladies and gentlemen, did any of you watch the interview on tv karen reed okay yeah they raise their hands would it influence your decision they raise their hands all right you're all knocked off the potential jury so they may poison they might go too far in poisoning potential jurors because they might be so influenced by her media campaign that they can't be impartial and listen to the evidence and only the evidence to make their decision you know a couple of things also on this she apparently had a broken taillight minor damage to the vehicle and allegedly human hair that was stuck into her yeah. broken taillight it would seem to me pretty easy to determine whose hair that was now yeah. oh there was hair in the uh, to in, in the broken taillight well but they never complete the topic saying okay has that been tested what's the dna show Whose was it? Because if it's the guys, you know, that that's a further link. There's also when she went back looking for this guy with her couple of her friends, they get to the driveway, they see him laying there and she says, oh, my God, she claims she says, oh, my God, did I kill him? And I guess a couple of witnesses or the spin from the prosecution is she admitted I killed him. But the question is, was there two words before? Oh, no, did I kill him? So that's going to be a question of credibility. Did she say, I killed him? Or did she say, oh, no, did I kill him? Like a question. It's almost like in My Cousin Vinny, where Ralph Macchio says, I killed the clerk. Like like a sarcastic question to the sheriff. Sheriff gets on the stand and says, "Uh, defendant said, I killed the clerk. Right so it's a question of interpretation so it's an interesting way that the defense is proceeding there time will tell if they've got the evidence not the speculation not the news reports do they have the evidence to back up what they're selling trying to sell to the public and get it introduced
0: folks again he is our legal expert it's attorney Tim Dodd Tim excellent job as always and we'll talk to you again
3: thanks John take care
0: Falcon Pest Services, when you have a pest problem, give them a call. Serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass, 401-739-1322. Falcon Pest Services, residential or commercial, whether it is for maybe you have some kind of a termite problem, bed bugs, ants, roaches. Listen, a mice problem. Mice can be problematic. Rats, mosquitoes, many other pests. Falcon pest services serving rhode island and massachusetts all different types of programs multifamily housing condos apartments single family homes restaurants office buildings highly trained experienced pest control technicians maybe it's once a year maybe it's a one-time treatment monthly service quarterly or year-round protection you can depend falcon pest services call them today for a free quote 401 739 1322 get your yard sprayed get rid of those mosquitoes falcon pest services call today 401-739-1322 falcon pest services you can also find them on facebook you're listening to the john dipetro show it's am 1380 and 99.9 fm so there's a lot of talk about the democrats but on the cd1 the cicilline seat but then you have on the republican side now, Gary Leonard, or Jerry Leonard, he um, he was on Channel 12 yesterday with Kim Kalunian, and I want to play a little bit of this. Community been Focus. Been the He's the Republican.
1: David down in Congress, and today I'm joined now by Republican Gary Leonard. Thanks so much for being here.
4: Thanks, Kim. Thanks for having me.
1: So 60 Gary. seconds or less, why do you want Rhode Islanders to send you to Washington to represent them in Congress?
4: Kim, I- I'm running because I don't like the direction our nation is going right now. I don't think Bidenomics is working for working families in the state of Rhode Island. And probably most importantly, the the, the divisiveness in our country right now is, is, to me, we're pretty far apart. And as Abraham Lincoln said, a house divided cannot stand. Um, As a 30-year veteran of the Marine Corps, uh, I understand that the decisions folks make in Washington, D.C. have impacts on American families. I saw it in the battlefields in Iraq and Afghanistan. I'm running... Because I think we need to bring common sense to Washington, D.C. I think we need to bring leadership to Washington, D.C. And I think we need to put partisan politics aside and put principles over politics.
1: So what do you think is the single biggest issue facing the voters right now of Congressional District 1?
4: I I think the biggest issue right now is is our economy. Mm. It's not working for working families. I think we all understand what the inflation uh, is having on our pocketbooks. Uh, But I will also tell you, I think the existential threat to our nation it is our national debt uh, by 2053? It's, it's supposed to double. Seventeen uh, percent of our annual spending is on our interest payments. Uh, that needs to be fixed, mm. and that's what I—that's what I intend to go to Washington D.C. to work on.
1: Uh, so I'm going to do a little bit of a rapid fire around here. I've okay. been doing it with all okay. of the candidates. All of them previously have been Democrats. So I'm expecting a few different answers from you since you're a, a Republican. But we might be surprised. So rapid fire here, uh, single word answers, if you will. Uh, are you pro-life or pro-choice?
4: Uh, Kim, I, as I said in my opening, I'd I, I like to stay away from the labels. Uh, but that said, you and I both know this has been codified into mm-hmm. Rhode Island law in 2019. I'm not running to go to Washington, D.C. to change Rhode Island laws.
1: Fair enough. Uh, would you support or oppose a federal ban on so-called assault-style rifles like the AR-15?
4: Jim, I I've, I've support and defended the Constitution. It was protecting our civil liberties. I absolutely believe in protecting our civil liberties and to include the Second Amendment. That said, I'm a father of four. I put my kids on the school bus years ago, and and I wanted them to come home at the end of the day. So whether it's a resource issue or, quite frankly, a mental health issue, uh, I'd like to go to Washington, D.C., see if we can work on some common sense solutions Mm -hmm. that address the issues that ail us in this country.
1: Uh, Would you support or oppose legalizing recreational marijuana on the federal level?
4: Uh, and just to separate that from the state level, right? So we're yes. talking about federal employees. Yes. Um, I think I have two, two ideas on that. The first one is I absolutely think there's benefits of med- medicinal marijuana. We're talking recreational here. As, uh, recreational, yes. okay. Um, I, I, I'd like to study this issue a little bit. As, as someone who wore the uniform, I am concerned about people being under the influence mm. in, in, uh, in the military, Good people answer. being under the influence in the air. Uh, but it's something I'd absolutely be open-minded about okay. uh, to talk about cross-party lines so and see what we can. So
1: undecided on that right now.
4: Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, I want to yeah. study. It. Okay.
1: Uh, do you support term limits for members of Congress?
4: Term. I absolutely support term limits. And
1: what it, do you think they should be? It,
4: it's a great question. I. Uh, um, I'm 58 years old right now. Uh, if If I'm privileged to uh, represent First District. Um, I plan on being on the golf course when I'm 70 years old full time. (laughs) So that would be that would be five terms for for Congress. Um, I do I do think we need to do some political reforms in this country. And I'd be fully on board with some of these suggestions made uh, by Senator Tester, a Democrat in Montana, um, and and restricting the ability for former elected officials for going into the lobbying world or going to work for foreign governments. I I think that's I think that's I think we need to do that.
1: And just 10 seconds. What committee would you like to serve on if Rhode Islanders send you to Washington?
4: I think I'm best arm to, to go to the House Armed Services mm-hmm. Committee. However, I think I need to go to Washington, D.C. to, to help Rhode Islanders. And I, I think we have a housing issue in this country. I'd like to be in a position to support that. We're ranked 27th in the nation educationally. I'd like to be in a position to help Rhode Island in that, that respect.
1: All right. Gary Leonard, that's all the time that we have, but thanks so much for being here at thanks. four.
0: You know, very good. Very good. He is the Republican alternative. Uh, Seems very formidable. Look forward to talking to him at some point in the future. But he is the Republican. He's the endorsed Republican. I can certainly see why. And he certainly sounds like someone to be very effective from Congressional District 1. Folks, you're listening to The John DiPietro Show. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Pop in and see them, whether it's for lunch, nice weather, you can sit outside on the deck or maybe sit in the dining room, delicious food. Then they also have a great full bar, large dining area, and you're going to love the lounge. The Lodge Pub and Eatery. People rave about their delicious, consistent, great food, and also the great staff. I'll see you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 breakneck hill road in lincoln make sure to find the john DePetro show facebook page and you can watch all the action on the scene live stream follow it all real time live stream just follow john dipetro show right there on the facebook page